first, we will introduce our new community manager, Christian Van Hoos. Uh, he's in the Hoos right now. I am CVH. Yep, sorry, I did it. Uh, and two special guests from the Legends community. Uh, at first, we have Justin Larson, the Justin Larson. And then we have uh, Dark Oswald, or as I like to say, Oswalk in, in uh, messages on our site. Sorry. Otherwise known as AKA Charmer. So go ahead and uh, take it away, guys. Oh, and you're going to see the houses of Morrowind trailer. Woo! <laughs> How's it going, everybody? Wow. My name is Christian Van Hoos, as Matt just wonderfully introduced me. I'm the new community manager for Elder Scrolls Legends. I've been about four weeks on the job. Uh, you might know me as CVH, streamed this game a lot, did a lot of YouTube stuff. And uh, speaking of other content creators, I am joined by two very special guests today, uh, the co-hosts of the Fun and Interactive podcast, as well as streamers and YouTubers in their own right. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Hi, everybody. I am Justin Larson, and I am super excited to be here. And I host the Fun Interactive Podcast with uh, Charmer here. And I'm Charmer, right? Like, he just said that. Uh, my name's Derek. I've also been doing the Fun and Interactive Podcast, Twitch, YouTube, for two years now? Yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. And, uh, you know, Legends, not necessarily the newest card game, but we are getting a new expansion. Uh, as you just saw, Houses of Marwin released a couple days ago. It's a wonderful expansion. Three attribute decks are now possible. We're going to be talking a lot about uh, the new deck building capabilities and the new solo content and how we've started to adapt already. But first, I don't know if a lot of people are familiar with Legends or specifically you two in general. So uh, why don't you guys start by introducing yourselves a little bit more and, and like telling us how long have you been playing the game, what are your experiences in it, stuff like that. Absolutely. Um, so I got into the Legend Closed Beta about two years ago today. Um, played in Closed Beta, offered some pretty useless feedback about yeah. how overpowered I thought Portcullis was. And uh, then started a YouTube channel uh, about a year and a half ago. And I've uh, been making content for that pretty much every day since then. And then about six months ago, we started up a podcast, something we've been talking about doing for a long time. And we get that out mostly every week. Yeah, I got into the closed beta a little bit after Justin did. I haven't been playing quite as long. Um, it, it, it shows. Yeah, it definitely shows. And I started streaming essentially when the NDA came up. Actually, I think it was right around the same time CBH did. Uh, I remember running into you on the ladder quite a lot when we had the yeah, same you know, schedule. Yeah, it was a lot of fun when it was just us old heads playing. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Started making content on Twitch, started making content on YouTube, uh, fell in love with the game, fell in love with the community. I met a lot of great people like Justin, also CVH, and been doing it ever since. 
Yeah, my story probably begins uh, at a PAX East a couple of years ago when this game was still in uh, early access and you needed a code to actually be able to play it. Corey Milhouse is here somewhere. Yeah, there he is. He attended that PAX East and got early access. Uh, Veda Keys didn't tell me about him at all, and I found <laughs> out months later, and I was pretty mad. So that's the whole story of how I wasn't able to play for the first couple months that I would have wanted to play. <laughs> it's great to be here now, though. A lot of things are happening. Uh, what have you guys thought about Houses of Morrowind so far? You guys gotten to play a lot? Yeah, right? Corey likes it. <laughs> Houses of Morrowind has been a huge change for how the game operates, right? Like, I I've said, I said many times over the last couple of years, like, no way they ever do three, three attribute decks. No way you can ever put three colors in a deck. And I was completely wrong, because now, yeah. I mean, the, uh, we essentially added five new classes to the game. There's all sorts of synergies that have never been available before. And uh, I, 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 I'm shocked, frankly. Yeah, I remember a lot of the time people used to ask me questions that I had no business answering before I worked here. Uh, do you ever think we'll be having three attribute decks in the game? And do you ever think playing more than 50 cards will be correct? Were two of the most popular, <laughs> and I would always just write them off immediately. Absolutely not. That sounds insane. They would never do that, and of right. course not. Of course. So, yeah, obviously the first thing I learned when I started working here was like, hey, the new expansion's going to have three-color cards, and you also get to play more than 50 cards in your right. deck. So that was absolutely fine, and <laughs> it's fun to backpedal on that a lot. Charmer, what do you think? Uh, I think the new expansion is great. I said when it was announced that in many ways it's going to change the game forever. So... We kind of talk longingly and lovingly sometimes about the way that it was when we just had Corset, you know, us old timers. You know, before we had Skyrim, before there were Shouts, before all of those things, you know, the game felt a certain way. And with Houses of Morrowind, because so many fundamental things change about deck building and the kind of, like, card synergies that you can use, in many ways this game is going to have, like, the pre-Morrowind era and then the post-Morrowind era because everything now and going forward will always take this into account. So it really does fundamentally change the game. And I also am a big, big fan of the puzzles that came out with this expansion as well. Yeah, the puzzles are absolutely amazing. I love how they both introduce the new mechanics, teach you how to do with the new stuff, and uh, give something for people who have been playing forever, you know, a, a chance to do with the higher difficulty levels they ramp up to. Yeah, to sort of circle back around to the, the fundamentals that Morrowind is breaking with this game, uh, if you guys are unfamiliar, it's like any other card game. You build your deck out of your own cards if you want to play Constructed. And up until now, the five attributes, strength, willpower, intelligence, endurance, and agility, you can play two of them in a deck. And your deck has to be at least 50 cards. Uh, you could play up to 70 before. Uh, but with Houses of Morrowind, you can now play a three-attribute deck. You can choose, uh, there are five different Houses of Morrowind, and you can choose three of them. And uh, if you do that, the only stipulation is that you have to play at least 75 cards. So a lot of people were kind of concerned uh, that 75 cards would increase. You know, it's a card game. Card games are random. People don't like RNG or just like drawing cards in the top of your deck. Sometimes you draw the wrong cards. Even happens in Magic the Gathering, Hearthstone, all those. How have 75 card decks felt? Has it felt too random a little bit more? Because that's obviously more than 50, but has it felt manageable? Are you guys surprised at how good or bad these 75 card decks have been? Well, Either I mean, one. personally, like, I, I, I'm a big fan of uh, playing a lot of different cards that don't see a lot of play in the game. Um, and I've had an absolute blast with, for the opportunity to feel a lot like an idiot when I'm running cards that otherwise I wouldn't be playing in a 50-card, more streamlined deck, you know, because it gives me the opportunity to run Stone Throw, for instance, in Rally decks, where I've found, you know, myself really enjoying it. If I was limited to 50 cards and I'm building that deck, I might not make the cut. 
So it, it, for me, as a guy who's been uh, enjoying playing new and different things all the time, it's been a great opportunity to try out new stuff. And I feel like as long as, like, percentage-wise, your, your curve stays the same, the number of cards you run at each casting cost, your, your odds of drawing the wrong half of your deck at the wrong time are, are not, not much worse than they would be in a 50-card deck. Yeah, I mean, you do have sort of a reputation as someone who's going to play decks that are fun and interactive, to yeah. quote the name of your podcast. Exactly. Yeah, you guys should check that out. It's on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> but fun and interactive decks, uh, not necessarily a spike. You're not always looking to win. No. But I'm going to ask you straight up, do you think that there's at least one three-colored deck out there that's going to be competitive? Uh, I, I really do, to be you honest You don't have to tell you. me which one it is, just yes I, or no. I think there's a couple that I've right. seen that have been really strong. And they, they capitalize on synergies that are not available in two-color decks. I, I definitely think they're strong. Yeah, I think that there's going to be a three-color deck that will eventually rise. It will be viable. I think it's going to take some time for people to refine lists. A lot of it's going to be finding the right ratio. I think what most people are doing right now is, you know, if you ran, like, say, 12 two-drops before, right? They're going, okay, I added 25 cards. Maybe I add half of that, so I go to 18 two-drops. That may or may not end up proving to be correct, right? You might need to go to, you know, 20 or 21 just to improve the consistency and ensure that you're going to hit them. But once people kind of figure out the math portion to weight things properly you're still going to be playing the best cards from those attributes. So, you know, the, the game's really well balanced. And all of the attributes have, have great cards in a, at varying different slots. Finding cards to put into your 75-card deck isn't going to be a problem. Um, the few that I've kind of toyed with or, or kind of thought about testing, I've overfilled and then still find myself having to cut cards. And I think that's a, a good sign of saying that you're not going to have to have like dead cards or filler. There's still decisions to be made when you're building the deck. Um, I think it's going to take some time, but I think something will emerge for sure. One of the things I really like about the three attribute decks, the, the new classes, if you will, for, for Houses of Morrowind, is how well they've managed to incorporate that, that feeling from the original Morrowind Elder Scrolls game with the five new classes. You know, identifying them as the Tribunal Temple, House Lalu, House Redoran, and all that has been really exciting for me because they've done such a great job of translating the memories I have of Morrowind into the card game. I mean, it's, it, it, for me, it feels like the most accurate representation of uh, the role-playing game series in the card game so far. Yeah, and I think that's something that's really important to the designers. If you played Skyrim or Morrowind or other Elder Scrolls games, just being attached to the lore, seeing the characters that you know. Absolutely. And, and the designers do take that into account. How do we make a card game card function in a card game like the character would function exactly. in, in a game where you're interacting with it in a completely different way. Yeah, yeah, this expansion in particular, but Legends historically as well, does a really great job of translating that Elder Scrolls experience to a different medium and giving you the opportunity to have these adventures repeatedly in, in, in these small 5 to 15 minute increments, which yeah. is great for people who are playing on their phones, playing you know on a tablet, playing at home between whatever else they got going on, playing at work. <laughs> Playing at work? I, yeah. who, would, uh, who would ever do that? I mean, I definitely yeah. have not, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it's only during certified lunch breaks. Yeah. Yes. So another, oh, what were you going to say? Before? I was just going to say that, you know, kind of speaking to that nostalgia factor, I don't remember for any of the other, whether it was the small expansions, the story expansions, you know, even Skyrim, 
Uh, I don't remember seeing as much instant recognition during the reveal season as yeah. I did for this set. Every time art was teased, every time there was a card, immediately people said, like, oh, that's Jueb, you know? Yeah, and they were right a lot of the time. The cards would be... I was disappointed yes. because I was passing out these full right. arts, and I was hoping that they would... Okay, you can, you can... Yeah, sure, go post the full art on Reddit, build some intrigue, it'll be great. People will wonder for a few days before yeah. the reveal, and everyone's like, okay, this is what it is, this is the attribute it'll be, right. this is probably the effect, and they were, like, two words off, and I was like, oh, right. Great. Even for the non-like named characters, people were saying like, "Oh, that's like a Burn Clan vampire." Immediately, right. like it was so fantastic to see that kind of connection between the single-player games that we all know and love, and then seeing them come to life in the card game. It's very that, impressive how it, people got that. <laughs> I mean, it, it speaks to both the, the the place in a lot of people's hearts that Morrowind occupies, and also just the Elder Scrolls game in general, the, the Legends game in general has just really been upping their game lately. You know. In the past, there were some characters, some, some you know, non-unique creatures that didn't have that instant recognition. Sort of stock characters, you know, cards like Lowland Troll. And now, you know, when we see Betty Netch, for instance, we we all instantly recognize from the art what that is from the game. So Legends is a game where you can play many different ways. You don't even need to play against someone else. I know some card games, especially the paper card games, are locked into that. But through the power of the computers, we've been able to do single-player content right. uh, and uh, just arena modes in general. So single-player, solo arena against the AI versus arena you can play against other people. You're drafting decks. You don't need a collection. You need no prior experience. Right. Uh, hugely popular game modes. I know Pete Hines, our VP of marketing, uh, is huge arena nerd. He loves arena. He's always playing it. If you've seen any official streams with Pete, he's always playing arena. And it's also popular on the complete other end of the spectrum. Complete new players hop into solo arena. They get to play with cards they don't own, win pretty rewarding prizes. Absolutely. And uh, have a no pressure, no time limit situation against the AI. So it's, it's a hugely popular mode. But with Morrowind, it's changed. Exactly. And now you can play three attribute decks every time yes. you log in. Uh, some of the old cards rotated out of the format to make sure you have the Morrowind experience. Yeah. And uh, every single time you enter an arena run with gold or with money or whatever you want to do, an event ticket, you will get the opportunity to play a three-attribute deck if you want. And uh, how has that been going? I know you guys like Arena a lot, too. I haven't played a whole lot of it myself, so I'm curious. Has Arena felt better? Right. Well, you know, you mentioned how Solo Arena uh, can appeal to new players, you know, uh, but I want to say Solo Arena appeals to super entrenched players as well. I mean, like, I was up late last night in my hotel room here in Boston grinding out Solo Arena because I loved playing the new three-color decks. I've had an absolute blast that was, playing. That was last night, right? That so, was last so you, night. So you did skip out on drinks to go play yeah, Solo I, Arena is what happened. I did decline to go out drinking real, with you yeah. so that I could play Solo Arena. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I know. I mean, look, no offense, man, but Betty <laughs> Netch. Best friends. Betty Netch. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, buddy? <laughs> I mean, I think the Arena experience is still just as enjoyable now as it was before. Um, I know you mentioned the rotation, and unless I'm consciously thinking about it, I haven't even noticed that some of the older cards are gone. Right. Um, I've heard that a lot, actually. It's yeah. interesting. And that's not to say something negative about those. It's just one of those, like, the, the era of Heroes of Skyrim, for example, has kind of, like, run its course in my mind. And so not only are we getting the new cards, and so we're excited to use those, and we're looking forward to seeing those. Um, but also just, I think it provides like a more condensed experience in general. Um, mm -hmm. Also, I, Forgotten I Hero Collection. For, yeah, I think it's important for it to feel different, you know, right. and it does, you know, all of a sudden you don't have this, it's not junk, you know, some of the cards were good, but it's, 
it feels like you're playing a game with an expansion that just released instead of, yeah. oh, by the way, every five picks I'm reminded that Morrowind came out. It's like all the decks in exactly. Arena... I mean, obviously, the constructed decks are going to feel different because you can buy packs and, and build your whatever you want. You can choose that. But in Arena, it makes it feel like an actual different format, and I think that's good. Well, it's worth pointing out, too, that like we spent as much time... like in, When Open Beta started, I think we spent almost exactly as much time with just the core set as we have now with Heroes of Skyrim. So, like, you know, it's just time to change things up a little bit in Arena, and I think the experience has been great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I think the one other mode we didn't really talk about, we talked a bit about Constructed and a good bit yeah. about Arena, puzzle sets. A yes. completely new thing. Well, I guess not completely new. If anyone played Clockwork City when it came out, uh, there were some uh, single-player content for that, and a few of them involved puzzles, where you were just set up against the AI with this situation. You had certain cards in your hand, certain things on the board. Not a normal game of Legends at all, even more different than Solo Arena, and it just told you, hey, win the game this turn, or survive one turn, or even something weird like keep this pig alive for a few turns or throughout the game. Uh, we have no more pigs, but we do have puzzles, and they are now their own standalone single-player content. If you log into the game, you will see you get the entire Caius's uh, something. The Training. entire first set of the puzzle is totally free. You get 10 puzzles right. for that. Uh, you can play through it, win a card back, win some other stuff, win some packs, and uh, there are two more puzzle sets. Uh, based on two of the other characters from Morrowind, you can buy them with in-game gold, you can buy them with money, you'll still get rewarded card packs and card backs for completing them. Have you guys tried them? I know a lot of people were over there in the uh, the Legends booth, sort of, playing through them. I definitely encourage you to. Yeah. Uh, they, they range from novice difficulty that you can jump right in if you don't know the game really at all, to incredibly difficult, and you might want to look up some guides for them. Right. But uh, how have you guys felt about the puzzles so far? Uh, I love the puzzles. I have been enjoying solving them. I have the guides up on YouTube, self-plug, already for the free one for the Kaius training. And Where might I, we find those on YouTube? What's, what's the uh, account name? I mean, you can find them at uh, just by searching Charmer. Like yeah. I, I got a vanity URL. I'm like a big timer or something. But I really do enjoy them. They... they they cause you to think about the game in different ways. And specifically, like, I want to call out the, uh, the Master Halalu one from Kai's Training because that one is one that requires you to win the game in one turn, but you have to not kill yourself. Like, there's, like, a, a sub-puzzle in the puzzle. usually what you try to do right. in a game, too. It's yeah. I, you know, I'm not going to give away the answer here, no spoilers, but, like, you, part of it is figuring out how to not die yourself in order to solve the puzzle, and I just thought that that was a nifty, you know, way to think about the game and a really cool scenario, y like, even as a veteran entrenched player, so... Yeah, yeah, it's been a lot of fun watching people put the pieces together. Yeah, that was a really bad, like, puzzle joke just now, but, like, in the head, like, going through the steps in order to win or survive, like, oh, I need to do this but I also need to do this to do this. And like, they're doing it wrong, and there's like a certain thing that they eventually just clicks, and it's awesome. And that's, I think, what's great about the puzzles. I mean, that, that's the way I felt doing them, too, you know? Like, when I pieced them together, I, I felt awesome. Because, I mean, look, I'm, I mean, I'm not a super competitive player. You guys know that. Uh, I, if, it's, if you didn't, you know, now you know. But I, I, I really enjoyed putting the pieces together and having that sense of satisfaction when it was over. And a lot of these have some replay value, too, because... I found that there's a couple you can solve a couple different ways, and and that's that's the kind of stuff I love. I love the solo content in general in this game. You know, uh, I'm much more likely to sit down with a puzzle or with a solo arena run 
uh, on a lunch break than I am to get involved in a competitive game where if I get disconnected or something like that or I walk you know, too far away from the Wi-Fi, I'm going to lose my, my game. Yeah, well, I, disconnects never happen, but th that is a great thing about... <laughs> right. just starts laughing. Well, I said it with a straight face, but for the puzzle modes and the solar arena, they have no time limit right, on Right, you turns. reconnect automatically. Yeah, yeah, you reconnect automatically if you need to, like... Take a call because you're exactly. you're not at work, but you have a phone call. That happens. You know, if you need to, you know, try like five million times to finish the puzzle, it'll <laughs> let you do that. Yeah, Solo exactly. arena, you will eventually lose the run, but you still have infinite time to take your turns. Uh, no pressure, no no opponents emoting you, no BMing. They're just all the AI. Yeah. Another thing I've been really excited about with this expansion is the addition of the new card backs. You know, we saw some released a, a month or a month and a half ago, something like that. Uh, ways to customize your experience, a little change to the UI where you started seeing the cards as they were drawn. Uh, the, the ones that you can get now that reward you for completing puzzles, for uh, playing, with a bunch houses. Of, playing a game with one of the five, color, uh, five new three-color houses, I think those have been really cool, and I think they're absolutely gorgeous. And I like, too, the, the little lore flourishes on the uh, house-related card backs. I've been really excited to grind some of those out as well. Yeah, some people might underestimate the value of cosmetics. I'm sure in any game you play out there, cosmetics are, are pretty important. You can't really explain right. why. Like, someone asks, why do you care about this? Oh, it just looks cool. But that, it even goes to, like, it's like the cards leaves you're using, right? Like, all of a sudden, exactly. people have been asking this for so long. And they were introduced a little bit with the last expansion. And now there are just tons of them because people love them and people were like, oh, I'm going to come back to Legends because of the card backs. I really want to do this because of the card back I get for it. And so they, the puzzles have card backs. Each of the houses, if you just really like a specific way a house plays, you now have that added incentive and right. you can sort of rep the house with your card backs if you want. Yeah. The houses of Morrowind? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> rep that. that. Yep. Yeah, I think cosmetics <laughs> matter as much as they do simply because it allows you to personalize your gameplay experience. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, we're all having this kind of shared communal experience and we're playing the same game, but, you know, something as silly as your avatar or your card back, um, you know, says as much about you and your own personal interest in yourself, and I think that's kind of what appeals to players and why yeah, something, agree. like, as trivial as a card back is really important and people get really excited about it. Let me ask you, for the more entrenched players who are probably watching this at home, uh, Unite the Houses is our second alternate win condition. Uh, it comes in Houses of Morrowind. Uh, you have to have one, at least one representative from each of the five attributes on the yeah. board at the same time. I saw that card. Yeah. And, like, if you just win the game, right. you can assemble it. I saw that card, and I said to myself, I kind of want to give this away for someone to preview, yes. but I really think people should just discover it yeah. when it comes out. Because I had no idea how people would react to it. Right. I've heard everything from, oh my god, that's OP, to, oh, I can never get this to work. Uh, I, I suggest trying it at least once. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, There's I, a I, title. I love these alternate there win is. conditions. So here's my question to you guys. You guys both play a lot of this game. Uh, how, what, what, what color combination do you run your Unite the Houses decks? That's a good question. I think that I whatever it is, at the core, you have to have intelligence. Yeah. Because intelligence, as part of their theme as an attribute, is the one that kind of dabbles in randomness, right? Create sense. a random uh, you know, action, card. I think of cards like Balmora Spymaster. So if you're trying to cheat out cards from other attributes, that's a good space to start. Um, and then the second one is probably strength because of plunder. So Plunder has the opportunity to give you not one shot, but two shots at items that might belong outside the attributes you're running. Or even so Rothgar Forge. You could do that. Merrick. 
Yeah. Merit's and, a good one for that. And yeah. then the last one is agility, because you get things like Elder Gleam, Matron, and Wild Beast Caller that are going to generate random beasts. So I would say, personally, if I was trying to build a Unite the Houses deck, I would go with House Dagoth and kind of focus on what I call those casino cards, right? And I also think that it's in your best interest, if possible, to use cards like Plunder, where you're, you're going to have the benefit of holding them in your hand and playing them all in one turn in conjunction with Unite the Houses. Because if they're on the board and you give your opponent time to respond, they're more likely to interrupt your fun, rain on your parade, than if you, you know, drop two items of different attribute colors and then play Unite all in one turn. That makes sense. Yeah, that's definitely a way better approach than I had to the situation. <laughs> uh, I just threw it in an altered Telvani deck, so uh, yeah. green, blue, purple. And I, if you asked me why I added purple instead of red, I don't know if I have a good answer, except the deck <laughs> felt like a better deck when I wasn't relying on Unite the Houses. Right. Uh, I will say you get more draw. They released the uh, Sun and Shadows, which I let you guys preview. That was awesome. Yeah, that was right? a great card. So that, that actually lets you choose an action from your deck to search for. I like that. So Pull you can, Unite you the can Houses. search for the houses. That was the thought. And then Talvani Catspaw draws a billion cards. Right. So at the very least, you get to draw Unite the Houses faster, and then you're stuck with it, and it's not doing a damn thing in your hand. I like and that. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's I only got it off once. It was a 100% win rate, because that was the one game I played. <laughs> so I could not tell you if it's consistent, right. but I could lie to you and tell you that it was consistent. <laughs> yeah. So I, I took like a, a different approach in both of you when I was trying to do it uh, on Thursday. I, I put it into Tribunal Temple. My, my thought was that uh, some of the craziest board states I've ever had in the game have been with Support Mage and Infinite Wabajack Triggers. And I thought, well, I could, run, good one. Yeah. I could run the card that draws the top card of my opponent's deck in there. I'm already running Orb of Vermina, so how hard would it be to pull this off? And I have the backup plan of just winning the grindiest game on the earth anyway, and I, I love playing that archetype. Uh, but I kept finding myself in a position where I was winning well before, like, not functionally winning, right? Like, my opponent had no cards, I had 10 cards, and I was at 15, they were at 30, uh, and they conceded well before I did any uniting. Yeah, yeah. So I have another question for you about a card that I think is in most Unite the Houses decks. Okay. It's also a card that you were able to reveal. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think I love the fact that you revealed this because <laughs> at first we were very excited about it, and then like two days later you were tweeting about how much you hated it, <laughs> and Charmer was busy turning it into a Photoshop masterpiece with the what. Right. Yeah. Talking it's, of course. It's still my favorite card from the set. I'm not <laughs> yeah. even gonna lie. Yeah. I saw it. I was like, thank God we have another Mud Crab. Mud Crab Merchant. A one cost, one three, yeah, that's right. And it shows you two <laughs> cards when you play it yeah. as a one drop with a decent stat line. It shows you two random cards, could be from right. anywhere, at least if I understand correctly. You yeah. get to pick one to put it in your hand, and your opponent gets the other one in their hand. Well, I mean, uh, so, so yeah, do you like it? I, okay, so like I love playing it. What I don't love is it working out well for my opponent. I mean, just yeah. full stop. Like, that's how I feel about what, it. What is the worst mud crab merchant you've had? What's your worst experience been? The worst one was being given the the, the blue Camlorn creature, the one two that interacts with your support cards, okay. and my opponent got an Iron Atronach. That was a really heartbreaking experience. Wait, wait, wait. But you choose, right? No, no, this was my opponent gave me the Camlorn. Oh, okay, thing, okay, okay. And then later played an Iron Atronach that they got from it. That was. That was yeah. pretty disappointing. Yeah, that's not great. The best one I had, I think I got, um, I mean, I've gotten an Edict of Azura off one, which was really super powerful. I gave my opponent some, you know, garbage card. I mean, there is a lot of 
I don't want to say there's a lot of bad cards, but there are a lot of yeah. not great cards. Certainly, like in certain situations, there's a lot of crap you can give your opponent yeah. with it. Yeah, and that's fun. Yeah, I you mean, could, in, you could theoretically chain infinite mud crab merchants. I'm pretty you sure. You could, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's done that. The first person to play eight mud crab merchants in a turn. Right. Uh, to send that clip right on over. You know, I, I enjoy the card. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, as with anything that you can high roll super high on, it's gonna feel bad to lose to. I mean, there's no way around yeah. that. Um, but I'm glad it exists in that, uh, that Legend sort of has a, historically had a, a lack of like playable one-drop creatures, to be honest with you. I thought you were going to say playable RNG cards, which is also true. We yeah, keep that on a that tight is leash. True. <laughs> that is true. Royal I, I, Sage sends her regards. Yeah. Right. You know, Royal Ro Sage got better. Well, it depends. I would say I it mean, got a little better. Rally is super strong, but if you want to roll charge for lethal... Differing opinions. This it is got what's worse. great about Houses of Morrowind right yeah, here. This is so the interaction part. Rally, new keyword, also a little random. We'll see random. if the fun shows up. Yeah, you've probably seen, <laughs> you've seen other things like Rally in other card games. Whenever a card with Rally attacks, it gives plus one, plus one to right. a random creature in your hand. Yes. And it is a keyword. So if you play a card like Royal Sage, it gives things keywords that could get Mundus Rally. Stone, yeah. yeah. And I've seen people have some pretty good success with Royal Sage recently yeah. because Rally is objectively one of the better ones. I would say yeah, it's a lot it's better a really than strong ability. Regenerate. It's a really strong ability. The introduction of Rally is really interesting because it's the first keyword that stacks. Yeah. So you may or may not know, but if you have Rally and you give a creature Rally again, it essentially becomes Rally 2 and then it'll give plus two, plus two to something. Can you imagine and drain stacked or ward stacked? Right. Yeah. So that would be great. Yeah, you can't get like double the drain life off of double drain and things like that. So if you theoretically get a creature that has every keyword and then add a random keyword to it with other effects, it's just going to guaranteed get rally over and over and over again, which is something that we didn't have before. I, I have to say, like I fell in love with rally uh, during the preview event that we did. Um, on Friday with the community and stuff. I mean, I know you were just on an absolute tear. You went, you won like 40 Justin games. Justin Larson was my only loss as I streamed from uh Yeah, from that, Bethesda I, I feel HQ. so bad for you, man. Like, Kicked my ass good, I'll tell you. I have played nothing but rally decks since. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very sad. Everyone was like, oh my God, you're playing against Justin. I hope he wins. <laughs> good. <laughs> so I have a question. Out of the five houses that were introduced, each house got a new effect, right? Like one of them right. is House Redder and they got Rally. What's, what's your guys' favorite houses from the set? Uh, mechanically, I find, the, uh, I find Rally to be the most interesting keyword, to be honest. Um, I, I traditionally don't play very aggressive decks when I play Legends, but I, 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 for some reason, something about increasing the stats of cards in my hand really is just super satisfying like as an experience. Um, and, and the way it... I, looking at the entire set, it feels like so many of the cards were designed to interact with rally cards. You know, I think of a number of the exalt cards. I think of the four three in red that draws you a card if you control a five power creature. It, you know, it interacts. The, there's a lot of overlap with the house Dagoth mechanic that cares about five power creatures. With rally, you can get them out a little early. You can boost the stat line of a creature that will then trigger because it cares about its own five power, even though it naturally has less than five. I've just found rally to be sort of like a the sort of complex tool that appeals to control players printed on aggressive cards, which is giving me an opportunity to do something I would not ordinarily do with the game. Absolutely. I, I don't know. I, I like Rally. It's good. I don't know if I would... It is. I don't know if I'm particularly interested in the mechanics. I, I really like Telvanni. I don't know if there's a specific mechanic about it that I like. I like drawn cards. It's good at that. 
and uh, the decks that are in Assassin and Sorcerer are already some of my favorites, so combining the two theoretically is really fun. Yeah. Uh, I've been experimenting with slower versions of those decks, and uh, I'm waiting for a really good build to pop up. Maybe one already has. I need to check so I can get net decking, but uh, it has the altar, it has the conscription. Uh, but the set definitely has a lot of unexplored territory so far. I agree. Uh, I would say uh, it, it gave us a lot, but I think there's something we're probably forgetting about the expansion. Yeah, well, it, it feels like there's a house missing, to be it, honest it, with it you. It really does. It feels yeah. like there should probably be six instead of five. Yeah, I really feel like, I don't know, there's uh, a forgotten son. Yeah. The... Well, I encourage you guys to watch on. Uh, as I mentioned... Justin and Charmer might have uh, used their content creator powers to, uh, to develop some, some wonderful new content for the Elder Scrolls Legends, so stay tuned. Here we go with the sixth house of Morrowind. Houses of Morrowind dropped on April 5th. And, you know, we were all real happy like around here, being that we are Dunmer and we live in Morrowind, but there was something missing. You know, there was House Telvanni's magics and tribunal temples, uh, big critters, and of course House Lalu and their plotting, House Dagoth and those weirdos in the woods and them big critters, and that other house that, you know, people talk about. But you see, something was missing. The secret sixth house of Morrowind. Well, we here with this supplemental set is gonna write that. That's why we're proud to bring you House Sodius, the sixth and missing house from Houses of Morrowind. Brought to you by the same people who brought you the other five, House Six, House Sodius, is where it's going on. We may be the forgotten people of Morrowind, but we have not been forgotten in our own hearts. And now we're making a big impact on the game with our new mechanic, Mining. Mining is a new keyword, special to House Sodius, that says if this creature's controller emoted in the last 30 seconds, this creature's got to get attacked. When I say emote, I mean any of them fancy little things you have your avatar say in the middle of the game when you're feeling a little salty. Because as they all know, down here, salt, salt's a way of life. Or devil's sugar, as the Northlanders call it. That's how we roll. So when a creature's got mining, like this uh, here fellow I'm about to show you, you take uh, you take advantage of the, that, that powerful emote opportunity you've already been using this entire time. See, a good player from House Sodius likes to spam his emotes at his opponent all day, every day. And that's why I am super excited to bring you the very first representative of House Sodius. I present Bad Manners. This card right here is a 1-5 for 4. And like everything in House Sodius, it moves a little slow to get the damage done. But you see there, it's got mining. Which means if your opponent's doing his job, and he's spamming emotes, and he controls one of these bad boys, you're going to have to attack it each turn. And the first time it gets attacked, in fact, every time it gets attacked, it gets war. So this is exactly the kind of card this game needs to encourage positive interaction between players. Your opponent's going to be saying, buy the egg a fine battle and stuff like that, and you're going to say, well, I better kill that, but you're going to find yourself quickly unable to do so, which is how Hasodius does it.
Now, like I said before, here at House Sodius, we try to take life in stride. Except when we're salty, of course, in which case, you know, we don't. But salt's a way of life here. So, this creature right here, the Master of Salt, is the first legendary creature card I'm going to be presenting from House Sodius in the new supplemental Houses of Morrowind, the sixth House of Morrowind expansion set. You see, whenever this feller here is attacked, you can add 10 seconds to your turn timer for the rest of the game. Now you're going to find that this interacts real positive like with a whole bunch of the stuff we're already doing here at House Sodius. But on top of that, what you're also getting is another way to bring the salt to Morrowind. I'm also super excited to present to you Rope Master. Rope Master is one of those kind of cards you're going to drop in the early game and your opponent's going to say, well, I ain't got to worry about that because it's a one drop. Well, in our supplemental expansion introducing House Sodius, that's all going to change. Rope Master right here is a 1-3 for 1, which is already a fantastic stat line competing with one of the best cards in the game, that Mudcrab Merchant Feller. But to see, the thing about this guy is, the game goes on for long enough, and I mean long enough, this critter gets even bigger, okay? Because part of the House Sodius strategy, and this is something I know is going to be real popular with all you fans of the game out there, is taking advantage of every minute you can in this game to increase the maximum amount of salt that you're bringing to the table. Because people love salt. This guy here starts as a 1-3, he ends up a 2-4 if you end your turn by running out the clock. Now you gotta be careful with this because you don't want to, you know, run every turn out the clock and then just miss the game out entirely. That's why you alt-tab and do something different while you're playing. But if you run out the turn the first time, 2-4, turn 1, that's amazing stats. You keep doing this, this, this creature gets big as it can be. And since there's really no point in winning the game when you're playing House Sodius, you're just trying to screw with your opponent, <laughs> you can take this guy up to 40-3 if i done my math right. Rope Master is a great card, and one I'm proud to be bringing to Elder Scrolls Legends. Oh, hey, I didn't see you there. I was just getting ready to go out and do some salt hunting. You see, salt, besides being a way of life, is also just what we feed on entirely here. Salt fuels our lives. I mean, if it weren't for salt, I wouldn't get up in the morning. I live each and every minute of my day to present as much salt to my enemies as possible. And of course, sometimes the salt gets to me as well. I got high cholesterol, high blood pressure, and all that is, of course, a consequence of my massive daily salt intake. But that's how you do it here in House Sodius. If you don't do it like that, why are you playing the game? I'm not playing this game to have fun. I'm playing this game to get angry. And that's why I play House Sodius. A round of applause for the creators of House Sodius. <laughs> Wow, right? Justin, you've done a lot of amazing things yeah. for, the, for the fans of this community. Where does this rank, this yeah. moment right now? This might be the most embarrassing moment of my life. Yeah, well, there's always future Paxes to compete if you want. I would like to remind everyone really quickly to mention, yeah, I got this. Uh, check, if you're watching from home on Twitch, Make sure you take a look at that link. That is the way you might be able to win an iPad. I was going to get there, Matt. I promise. You could win an iPad. That's, that's pretty much the whole thing. So I definitely encourage you guys, if you're alt-tabbing, to tab right on back. I mean, how would you possibly have missed that? And you should probably check the VOD if you missed that. But it'll also be up on YouTube. And so, the expansion uh, will be released soon. Yeah, so I think we have time. <laughs> it really won't be. I should probably... <laughs> We would have to aggressively balance some of those cards. <laughs> yeah. In many ways. 
I think we have time for a couple of questions. Uh, I have a couple here. Uh, if you have any in the audience, we might get some audience questions as well. I don't know. Someone had a mic, but awesome. just like some, just like scream at scream at AJ if you really yeah. have a question. That'll be great. It, uh, we'll yeah. ask answer questions about anything. We do have a couple good questions. We have like five or so minutes. Uh, here's one from Seth Dove out there. Betty Netch versus Lame Corpus. Who wins? Anyone who feels qualified to answer this. I think I'm going to go with the Corpus because it does gain power and it can attack. And Betty Netch just kind of sits there and takes it. Okay. Yeah, I, I got to side with, with Betty Netch here. Betty Netch powers out powerful friends. I mean, Ramp is nothing to screw around with. We saw Ramp Scout dominating at least the uh, casual meta for quite a while. <laughs> and I think that uh, Betty Netch could be part of a Ramp Scout renaissance. Yeah, I'm going to have to be the tiebreaker here and actually go with the Netch, you know? I appreciate that. Which is that. just a disgusting sounding word. I understand. <laughs> Not just because Griffin's here and he's pretty upset about everything, uh, but... <laughs> You know, Betty Netch, it doesn't, it doesn't fight by itself. You can't no. look at that card and judge it face value. It's a team Betty player. Is, it's, it's, a, it's a ramp card. Yeah. And last, look, if you look up Elder Scrolls Legends OP, I'm pretty sure you're going to find ramp decks and people complaining about them. So obviously a Absolutely. card that ramps. It, it could be, sure, it can be bad, but it can't be that bad. No. You know? No. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's fun. And I also have, like, a, a deep respect for jellyfish because I have not great experiences with jellyfish in my mm -hmm. life and wildly inappropriate for today's stories, but yeah, jellyfish. <laughs> Don't mess with jellyfish. Well, I uh, need to hear that story. Speaking of Griffin, I think we have a question from him, and this is, this is kind of a meme question, but I think we could retool it in a way that actually is a good question, so I love this <laughs> question. Yeah. <laughs> Challenge accepted? Yeah. All right, so here we are. Why can't I ever win a game? Frowny face. <laughs> uh, it's, it it's not you? All right, I'd like to... Griffin Gasp literally cannot win a game. Yeah. Okay. He's saying it definitely was him. Griffin, why can't you win a game? <laughs> Have you tried net decking? Net decking. Justin Larson's first line of defense. Yeah. Yeah. So for real though, if, if there was someone out there who literally couldn't win a game, if they just started Legends and they're just losing every time. Like, they go to Versus Arena, they lose. They go to Solo Arena because they're like, I can't possibly lose to this. All right. They lose. The puzzles... Uh, they just beat themselves. What would you recommend when it seems like all hope is lost? Well, there are a lot of great uh, Legends content creators out there. You can hop on a Twitch. You can check out some of the guys who are here in our audience today, Ian Bits, Griffin Gasp. Uh, we we, we uh, create content as well. You can look for us on YouTube. And, uh, you know, just get involved with the Legends uh, subreddit. Uh, there's a great community around this game that's super supportive. There's always somebody to talk to about the game. And if you're having the problem that he's having and he just can't win, uh, you know, just consult experts. Yeah, and I want to throw a shout-out as well to, like, Legends decks and Tessel Pro because if, if consuming, like, video content isn't necessarily your thing, there is... Absolutely. Uh, there's some great written content, written guides out there as well, so you can check those websites. Yeah, legendsdecks.com is an amazing resource. Yeah, definitely. It's community-made. You can submit your own deck lists and get people to help you out right. on them. Uh, visit the Reddit. Uh, I suggest the subreddit for Elder Scrolls Legends. And Everyone's I, really active, so if you post a deck list there and ask for advice, people will help you out. i got to give uh, a quick shout-out to Dragon Tamer Blade, too. Check out his YouTube channel. He, he makes some absolutely. great stuff as well. Hey, and on the Reddit, there's like a, a beginner thread, and I think it does have a list of, con it should have a list of content creators, I'm pretty sure it does. But if you just search on YouTube, you'll find yeah. a ton of people 
And uh, we, we do try to retweet and, and help people out on YouTube and Twitch on the official Twitter. So if you're following that, you're likely to see some content creators who Absolutely. can help you improve. But I, w I would say don't be afraid to reach out and then talk to people and either get advice on your own decks or, or just take a look at what people have done. Because a lot right. of people have played more Legends than their wives and bosses would have wanted them to play. <laughs> Both. Guys, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> and hey, something good has to come of all that Legends, and it's to help you. <laughs> People who literally cannot win a game. Shout out to Sandra who puts these goofy videos together. You're beautiful and I love you. All right. All right. Uh, let's go to the audience. Yeah, let's do that. Let's see if there's any questions out there. I think AJ might have some. Uh, he's walking around. Walking, walking, walking. Someone said Mudcrab Merchant should be in any deck. Changed my mind. Anyone want to change their mind? I think it should just a, a true statement. That's yeah. just a fact. So. I, I actually think running Mudcrab Merchant in every deck is not a terrible idea. Yeah. All right, we got a question. All right. First yeah. off, say your name, stranger. Uh, my name is C. Spence, uh, and actually that was my question, uh, so we can get to that first. But actually... Uh, Thank God. Uh, I definitely wanted to just uh, give a shout out to the three guys on stage. I think that these this game definitely would not be uh, where it is without the three of you guys before we go to any other questions. So uh, anybody uh, in the crowd, give a hand for if you've ever watched any of these guys' content before and it made your day even just that much better. I'm sure there's a bunch of us. So including me. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much, Steve Spence. <laughs> That's pretty much all the time we have. Thank you very much. Uh, for watching from home, for tuning in. Good luck winning that iPad. Again, hopefully you click the link in the time you had. Thank you for watching here. You've been great. Stay tuned. Elder Scrolls Online coming up.